Western Conference Podcast, your boy Big Body Cisco, and I love that intro because shout out my brother Raw Smooth because I have another producer artist extraordinaire in the building. My brother Etu's here. How what's you doing, up, brother? What's up? What's up with it? But I always say Etu, the artist formerly known as Eddie Dino. Oh, come on, bro. <laughs> we, got, we going straight into it. Okay, let's do it. But it's good to have you here, man. Man, long time coming. It's man, about time. Come on, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. But we got to talk about the name change because we've, okay. me and my other shows on Twitch through Instagram, always referred to you as Eddie Dino. Right. Tell me where that came from and where the transition of Etu came from. Man, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a try to keep the, the story short, but... No, this is a podcast. You got to keep the story long. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Eddie Dino was kind of an alias that was created out of my, um, my insecurity in myself yeah. as an artist, as an islander. And coming up in a in a world, and like I started making music, like bro, 2011, 2012, yeah. in a world where everybody it was so mainstream and commercial, right? Yeah. And I felt like if I came out as a Eduardo Final, like nobody's gonna look at my name and be like, I want to listen to that music. So, and and that's always the case because when you're looking for the moniker, when you're looking for the stage name, it's like, what am I, am I gonna do? My real name? Right. Do I have a nickname that people call me? So Eddie Dino was just something that that was something that was a part of what you were trying to do as a as what you were trying to, at, at that point. Yeah, bro, and like you know, I was I was watching the movie um, about Richie Valenzuela. You yeah, know? and and he said, oh, I'm the, he used Richie Valens. Yeah, you know what I'm he shortened it up. So I was like, man, let me let me pick a name that has the same type of syllables, Eddie Dino. Yeah, like come it just, on, it, it had you know, there's a little bit of a something else behind that, but like it had just this flair that I was like, I can hide behind that. Yeah, I can be my alias, and that can be. When I'm outside of my house, when I'm the artist, I can be Eddie Dino, and people know Eddie Dino, and that that personality is larger than life. But you know, when I'm home, I could just be at the yeah. yeah. But Eddie Dino kind of took his name, mean it, it kind of made its own name for itself. Mm -hmm. When you had that, did you kind of have an idea that Eddie Dino was gonna also have its own little following? Nope. Little like, how did that even come? You like, hold on, wait a everyone's starting to know Eddie Dino pretty good, <laughs> bro. Like, I didn't even want to be an artist. Like, I yeah. started writing songs early on and producing music just just for fun. And then like I started getting to a point where I was like, man, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it stemmed out of like playing with my brothers and my family, One Blood, One Sound. You know what I mean? That was their, our first family band yeah. with all my sisters and my cousins and stuff. But um, when I started writing music, I was like, man, I, I want to reach out to these different artists yeah. and this would sound good for them or for them and no responses at all. So, But at this point, you were behind the scenes guy. You didn't I, want to be. I hadn't even been Eddie Dino yet. Yeah. Right. So. Well, take us back to that. You were talking about the family. How did it get started in, in your home? Bro. In East Palo Alto, out there at EPA. How did yeah. it all go down? This goes back to Tonga, bro. Yeah. Like, okay. Take us there. <laughs> take us back. The moment I was like big enough to hold an instrument, like, you know, every single, all of my siblings, we were put in the worship team, you know, yeah. me in church. And, you know, I, you said it before yeah. on a different um, episode. It all starts in church. Absolutely. Especially in Polynesian families. Yeah. Tongan families, Samoan families, Fijian families. It goes by the church. Yeah. Like we were talking to Rich and Tone the other time. That was the dancing for them. And then it was, you know, singing for, for Fiji and for Jay Boog and everybody. Right. Now you're in this Tongan household where you guys get in the church. Yeah. You got to sing these godly songs. Yeah. My father was a pastor, you know what I mean? So it, it was the easiest thing, I guess, yeah. to have the kids uh, play in the worship team. And he always pulled for excellence. So that's yeah. where kind of like my, my drive in music came from. Was it pressure, though, growing up? Was it pressure to say, okay, I'm the pastor's son. So I got to oh, leave a show and prove if I got to do this song that Pops wants us to do. Yeah. Or do I want to go out on my own limb, which in a Polynesian household is unheard of. Yeah. But how did that kind of stem from your background of being the pastor's son? So, like, 
I, I have no doubt. Like my pops passed in 2005. Yeah. And I have no doubt if he was still alive, I'd probably still be in the islands. Yeah. Um, leading worship with my brothers and stuff. But um, when we came to the islands, we kind of fell off from from music that way. Yeah. And tried to find our own identity here in the islands, as in, as in I mean here in America. Yeah. As a musician or just as Islanders, period. Yeah. The culture shock was crazy. You know was it I mean? a big transition through the culture shock Hell from man, the islands bro. to? So you're going from Tonga to EPA. Yeah, bro. And I'm, I mean, like, <laughs> and if that ain't a culture shock <laughs> for that ass, it's just sleeping on concrete. Yes. And going from that to like sleeping, you know, finally having a bed. And I'm like, you know, I have, I, I loved my life growing up at Tonga. You know yeah. what I mean? I have no complaints about it. It made me grateful yeah. for a lot of things. But, you know, just having that and then, and then growing up in the hood. Yeah. When I'm like, nah, this is an upgrade from where yeah. I was. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like, Y'all got so much stuff that I can't even, couldn't even have dreamt of. Because people I mean? always talk about, you know, when you move from the islands to the hood, oh, it's it's an upgrade or or a downgrade, whatever it may be. Right. But coming from the islands, some people like this story is a lot normalized in the Polynesian households because there are some that come from the islands mm -hmm. to the hood. But when mm -hmm. they go to the hood, they're like, oh, this is the hood. Oh, you guys should have seen what I was sleeping on in Tonga. I know. I thought I was in Beverly <laughs> Hills. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It was glamorous, but. Yeah, everything it's, everything has just been the, like the growth from there has just yeah. only been getting better and better and better. But so you already had the musical background in Tonga. When you came out to EPA, mm -hmm. was the music still there and and the availability to it? Yeah, that that leads to the one blood one sound thing, yeah. right? So my brothers, um, they they got involved with the, uh, my uncle and my aunt. They were doing like just outreach for youth and yeah. keeping kids off the streets because you know it was like two thousand eight, two thousand nine, and East Palato was still bad. Yeah. You know, oh, so, that was the murder capital of the, of yeah, the world at that point. And it was still bad. You know, yeah. it was on the tail end. But like, you know, we had a place every Tuesday night where uh, kids could come from all around. You know, this, and people were coming from Sacramento. That's you dope. Know what I'm saying? That's dope. People were coming from all over the place to East Palo Alto, three, four hundred poly kids. Yeah. This is before social media was yeah. crazy. This, yeah. is, this is a place where like. You know, now we take it for granted. Like, there's a band playing. Like, oh, it's whatever. I can go see whoever I want to. <laughs> but back in those days, they were like, oh, man, there's live entertainment. You know yeah. what I mean? And we can go and hang out for free. And it's a place where it's neutral ground and we can be safe and yeah. be away. So that's where our band kind of came up. And we were just like, oh, we want to play music for the people, for the, you know what I mean, people our age. And we had fun with that. At that time, what kind of music were you guys playing? Was it the church music that you guys were playing? Nah, it yeah. was, it, sometimes, you know, yeah. we'd we mix it in. It was outreach for sure. So, Got it. you know, like preaching peace, preaching, you know what I mean, coming to Jesus, and, like, like all of it was just kind of stemmed around, like, yo, this is a safe space for yeah. you, you know what I mean? And that was all rooted, obviously, in the gospel, but, you know, we would play Lucky Duvet. Yeah. We, we ended up getting into places where we started playing, like, pop music and stuff, yeah. you know. I would be like, yo, can we play some Maroon 5? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Maroon 5? I'm See, like, I'm glad you said that, because I do want to get into your musical you know, uh, um, background and yeah. some of your musical inspirations because coming from the island of Tonga, who, what were you listening to as a kid and when you trans transitioned over to EPA? Bro, growing up in Tonga, I was, you know, my, my pops was a pastor. Yeah. So the first like secular song I heard, it was like, I remember it. I was walking around in school, there was a radio out. I think it was Mr. Pongia's radio in uh, Tonga High School. Yeah. And it was, Give me the beat for free my song. Ooh, come on. And I heard that song and I was like, because we weren't allowed to listen to secular yes, music. Yes, you know what I mean? Absolutely. So that was like the first uh, uh, worldly song mm -hmm. that I heard. And I was like, yo, there's something so crazy about this beat and, and the harmonies and the song concept and all of that. That just made me yeah. just like open up my mind. You know what I'm saying? So. Going from that, I, I wanted to first listen to like rock music and you know alternative music, and then yeah. I came out here, and then you mix that in. With growing up in EPA, we got you know what I mean, Bay Area rap. You yeah, know what I'm saying all that, all those influences kind of like 
mashed together and that's that created my sonic identity early on. And when you say sonic identity, that makes a lot of sense now mm -hmm. to what people knew as Eddie Dino, what people knew. Because when I first came across you, uh, you were doing things unheard of. And, I, and you know, <laughs> I, I've been in music for a long, long time. Mm -hmm. And hearing different artists and just hearing you, and I always told people, this kid's different. Damn. And I meant it was different in a way, in a good way, mm -hmm. because I meant he had more to him than just Bay Area rap. He had more to him than just R&B. Mm -hmm. There was something like where well, you, you get from that pop, from that <laughs> rock that people, because you know, I, I, I like to say that my musical endeavors go mm. all over the place, but when you hear somebody in that, and you hear it in your music, that you were taking little riffs from mm. here and there, you were taking, that people mm. wouldn't know about. And that's why I was like, oh, he is the poly Ryan Leslie, because at the time, Come Ryan on. Leslie was doing everything. Everything. Ryan Leslie was doing, he was ordering a trumpet, he was putting mm -hmm. all these different sounds, and when I had heard your sound, I said, dude, there's something different about this kid Man. that you guys gotta pay attention to. I want to give you your flowers right now and say thank you for that because first of all, before anybody else was really, let me not cuss, before yeah. anybody else was really like messing with me like yeah. that, you know what I mean? You you were already calling me a musical genius before I had I had embraced the greatness that I have in me. Yeah. You know, and it was like, I needed that encouragement. You and know I think I mean? you, at that time you needed that. Yeah. And I think because seeing you, because social media, as we talked to, so we'll talk get more into the social media, but that realm of uh, me seeing these kids kind of just do their, their music thing. You see the rappers, you see the singers, but when I seen you, there was a process to it. There was a process where you were real critical on yourself. <laughs> you know, if something didn't sound right, when you went to you know Instagram Live and you kind of did these live producer mm -hmm. sections, I would sit there and kind of sit back and kind of watch how you did your thing <laughs> and kind of say, you know what? He didn't like that, but you're hard on yourself in a good way. Mm -hmm. In a good way where it's not you're so much a perfectionist, it was like you wanted, you knew what sound you wanted. Mm -hmm. How did that come from being in a house full where you just had, had church music, being an EPA, being the Bay Area hip hop scene, how do you take away from that and start to get into your own identity? Man, um, first of all, like like I said, my, my pops was a pastor, yeah. but before that, he just, he instilled in me and my siblings excellence, yeah. you know what I mean? Everything that we did had to be to a certain standard, yeah. and it wasn't because it was unrealistic, he just knew the potential that we had in us, and he encouraged us every day to like strive for better. Because he's seen it. Yeah, he's seen it. And, and if and you were going to hold his name, that was going to be it. Straight up, bro. <laughs> and like, my entire family is musicians. Yeah. Like, all my cousins out there in New Zealand, Australia, they all play music, or they're scholars, or they're yeah. athletes, you know what I mean? And it's just whatever that we do, like we yeah. do it with excellence in mind. And for me, if I'm going to do music, I'm not going to try and do it like half. Yeah, you ain't going to half-ass it. You're yeah, going to put yeah. all y'all into it. Because you have the name to it, too. Yeah. And you coming from the dad's background. When you guys were doing the church community functions, mm -hmm. when was the, the time coming to say, okay, because it's hard to break away from that, mm -hmm. especially with your brothers and sisters. Yeah. But there has to be an opportunity mm -hmm. to say, okay, maybe let me just go do this by myself. Mm -hmm. Where did that come about? Man, I, I moved. My brother moved down to L.A. for college, and I went down there for college, too. Um, when I was like 17 years yeah. old and that, that that would have been the first time that I was away from home as in like moved away yeah. it was, East Palato was always home base you Come know on. What I mean? but when I moved down to LA I started to really separate myself from the you know like they say if you if you stay in the hood you know what I mean it's, yeah. life is just going to turn into a there. cycle you know what yes. I mean but when I left it really opened my eyes to different things that that I could do and yeah. my potential as far as like bro because in LA it's a different world. Come on, man. Everybody's a producer. Everybody's an actor. Everybody's, everybody's an a artist. star. Everybody's <laughs> a star. Everybody's a star in their yeah. own world. You know what I mean? And for me, I'm like watching all that and I'm like, oh, nah. What I think is excellence, like 
to everybody else is just the standard. Yeah. So I have to like push beyond that. Yeah. And my brothers would get frustrated because like they'd be like, "Man, this song is fire." I'm like, "No, it's missing something." Your bar, your bar was a lot higher. Yeah. yeah. It, it's It was a lot higher, and I had to separate myself from the from the world of like being comfortable doing family functions and all that. Yeah. Because I'm in LA, and now I'm starting to meet other people and network and start to like get out and do things. And I'm like, okay, the live performance has to be better. Yeah. The music has to be better. When I walk around, I have to carry the gravity of what yeah. I'm doing. You know what I mean? And there was a way to it that I just felt like I had to live up to. And so that's really what pulled me apart from yeah. it. I don't know if that's answering your question. No, absolutely. Right way, absolutely. Because yeah. mind you, you're coming from Thonga mm -hmm. to EPA. Now you're in L.A. You're mm -hmm. talking about three different beasts where you come in. Because what people don't understand, coming from the Bay to L.A., that's a whole transition in its own right. Crazy. Because you're looking at the Bay has their own culture. L.A. has their own culture because... And, it, and it's night and day, bro. Mm -hmm. Like, I've seen L.A. artists. I've seen Bay Area artists. And there's a different flavor to it. Mm -hmm. So you're going from one transition from the islands mm -hmm. over to EPA in the Bay Area. Now you're in L.A. Now you're kind of, like, taking from all this, you know, seasoning, what you're taking from the islands in the Bay Area. Now you're kind of seeing what people are doing. They're kind of getting their performances up. They're getting you think, and, and this is where it kind of comes into your home fold, where you kind of come into artists. Because you're still just producing at this point, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. What things are you doing at that right. point that people would know you from? Bro, like, when I right before I went to LA, man, I was starting to record some stuff in my in my room and post it up to SoundCloud. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was my cousin who was pushing me to post it up, and I was like, man, I don't want to post none of this. I just make it for fun. <laughs> he was like, bro, just post it up. And I think he was actually the one who posted it up for me on my yeah. SoundCloud because I wasn't trying to press upload, and it went crazy. I man, I made a five track and and Egyptians hold you. Yeah. And it went crazy in Australia, and New Zealand, and I was like, oh shoot, I'm yeah, in numbers. You know what I'm saying? And people were commenting like, yo, like, where's your original music? Where's your other stuff? Like, I want to hear more stuff so i started making covers yeah started posting that up and like because i told you originally i didn't even want to be yeah. an artist you know what i'm saying but nobody was trying to sing my songs or yeah. listen to anything that i had so i was like all right well if nobody's gonna do it i'm gonna do it for myself exactly so that's when i started making original music but at that point soundcloud coming into the to the fold mm -hmm. did that come in the bay area that came in la oh uh, bro that was in the bay area first yeah and then came to la so when you because i always tell artists Social media can be the right tool if you use it the right way. Mm -hmm. SoundCloud, YouTube, Instagram, what, TikTok nowadays. Absolutely. But when you're on SoundCloud, those are the places where people go that they're not on mainstream radio. Mm -hmm. Those are the places that people go, well, let me hear some music mm -hmm. from an artist that has no kind of buzz. Mm -hmm. Like when you started getting a buzz on there, then you moved to L.A. Yeah, bro. And I went down to L.A. And like the, the craziest part is starting to hear my songs being played out of cars yeah. in L.A. You know what I mean? Like down in the swap meet or like roll around any like spots that are heavily populated with islanders that's crazy and just hearing people <laughs> playing my songs and i'm like yo yeah like is that really me or am i tripping like yeah. the songs didn't nah that's you bro you know what i'm saying and i'm like seeing a vision of a future where like that's normal and i'm like see the islands gave me gratitude yeah the Bay Area gave me the hustler in me. Come on and LA made the star you know what i'm saying that's like, what i'm talking I started about. to see everything and i'm like yes and people are like all right, manifestation is whatever, whatever. Like, nah, yeah. bro, I was 18, 19 years old in L.A. envisioning this life for myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think Islanders um, are taught to be humble yeah. and are taught to, 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 to make themselves smaller in a way. But um, I think... In a box. A lot of my mentors have just taught me to embrace my greatness yeah. and, to like, and not see it as something that... Um, that can, you know, not trying to stroke my own ego. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. But but also just stepping into my calling. I guess yeah. that's that's what I mean by that. Because you know? once you once you 
come around your passion like mm -hmm. that. And once you see the fruits of your labor, mm -hmm. hearing it in the car, hearing it at, you know, at polyfunctions, mm -hmm. that right there has to be the aha moment to say, okay, I can make a living doing this. It was that, was that the moment in time where you said, okay, let me start taking this a little bit more serious? Man, before I even thought about making a living from it, like when I would hear people playing my music, I thought to myself, oh, there's somebody that relates to, to what I'm feeling. Yeah. Because the music at that time has always been therapy for me. Yeah. And I put what, my, what I'm feeling and, and everything that I'm going through into the music, whether it's a cover. Mm -hmm. You know, all those song selections are made based on how I'm feeling, yeah. what I'm listening to. At so the time. Hearing other people listening to it, I'm like, man, maybe that person relates. Yeah. Maybe that person is feeling the same type of thing. So to me, I'm like, I can touch the world in a whole different way than I thought I could. Yeah. And I thought it was just, I thought the music was just for me, you know, and, and something that Fees was like talking to me about a really long time ago in the studio. He was just like, man. The music is uh is partly for you, yeah. you know what I mean? But most of the time, the music that you're making, especially when he was, bro, all right, sidetrack. Mm -hmm. We were in Reno yeah. and doing on the Polytape tour. Shout out to Drew Deasy. Shout yeah. out to the 454 camp. All of them. I love them yeah. to death for what they did for me in my career. We're out there and I'm like, man, I can't perform tonight. My voice is gone. Yeah. And, and Fee just looked at me dead in the eyes and he's like, are you serious? And I'm like, yeah, I can't perform tonight. My voice is gone. He was like, bro, there's, there's one or two people out there that came out here just for you. Mm -hmm. And those one or two people, if they go out there and you did not perform for them, regardless of how let them horrible down. you did, you let them down. Yes. You know what I mean? And what, how, regardless of how you sound, go out there and perform for those one or two people because that's what we do it for. Yeah. Did he pull out the throat coat out of his backpack at that point, too? Because he normally does that. When you lose your voice, he pulls out that spray in his backpack, and then you're going to have to perform. I think he just wanted to put me through the rookie ring. Yeah. He was just like, just go do your thing. You can learn. You know what I mean? But take us to that. Take us to meeting Feej for the first time and oh, how man. that impacted you as an artist. Because Bro. I keep telling people Feej is like the pinnacle of poly music for when it comes to artists like that. Man, Feej is the godfather of island music for yeah. me, you know, in my personal opinion. Like, so many people have come through the doors of the island industry yeah. with Feej. He's walked them through, you know what I mean? And he has made it um, available for them to be able to make a living. You yeah, know and I mean? it's rare, bro. And like, you know, Feej isn't the only one that built up the island industry, but he played a huge yes. part. In, intricate part. In, yeah, in artists being able to make a living, you know, yeah. and I just, people don't give him his flowers yeah. and understand the impact that he has. So for me, meeting Feej for the first time was an alley-oop from Big Seth from yeah. 454. Shout out Big Seth, Love man. you, Big Bro. Like yeah. he, he just said, hey, come through to the studio. I didn't know who was going to be at the studio. Yeah. My first day in the studio is Finn and Fiji and yeah. they're like making a song. They were working on the Polytech Yeah, too. yeah. And I'm like, oh, shoot. Like I'm literally sitting in here with two people that I've been listening to like nonstop for yeah. the last few years. And like they both look over and they're like, who is this kid that's yeah. just sitting in here? Um and I have a song that I, I put on SoundCloud, back to SoundCloud, yeah. with well, with uh, Finn called uh, Put It On Me. And that song is just... Ooh, that was a classic right there, too. Bro, see, that's the thing. It's crazy. I've never put it on any other platform yeah. but SoundCloud and YouTube. And people are like, man, when are you going to drop that? And for me, you know, shout out to Oost Nation. They produced that one. Yeah. Um, that Put It On Me. I, that's a classic on Big Body Radio, by the way. That was the very first, um, from the very first sessions that I met Finn and Fiji. Yeah. They were both in there for that. And I was just in the studio and everybody had kind of gone to sleep. Yeah. Um, and it was like 4 or 5 a.m. And I was like creating, creating. And then the morning came around, everybody came back in. And I'm sitting out there and I, and I wake up and, and, and Fiji's like, and Finn is like, oh, I'm going to put this on it. And Fiji's like, oh, yeah, what about this and this? And yeah. I'm like sitting here like. It's coming together. I'm first of all, I'm baffled that oh, they yeah, even you're wanted, yeah, like, what's I'm going like, on here? Why wait, you know what I mean? Y'all yeah. be on my song, you know what I mean? So 
that that whole the, that whole experience for me was just a lesson in how to carry myself yeah. because they took this kid who they knew nothing about you know what i mean maybe they heard something maybe yeah. they didn't but they just said you know what you want to do this and you're here and you're showing up yeah i'm going to show you love and i'm going to teach you the ropes you know what i mean and for me i'm like i'm gonna do the same thing just pay that forward with everybody that i meet it's crazy you said that because during the poly tape uh, recording of that classic album, mm -hmm. Feige and Finn, we, we were already talking because I was, I had to do Big Body Radio at the time. Mm -hmm. They hit me and was like, dude, Big Seth got this cousin from EPA <laughs> and this boy's bad. I'm just coming straight from Feige and I'm like, for real? I was like, dude, I gotta hear it. So I, I don't know how I got it, but Put It On Me was oh, was in my email. Shoot. And I had played Put It On Me on Big Body Radio. And at that time, that was kind of like the only way people, besides SoundCloud and, and um, besides YouTube, that was kind of the only way people were getting familiarized with the poly artists. So when I had played that, it was instant hit. Jeez. Like everyone was like, dude, that's the thing. So that's, that's why love. it kind of want people to hear more from you. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, who's this kid Eddie Dino? Mm -hmm. Like your, your buzz started at that mm -hmm. point. But it started during the poly tape and these big artists were coming in with Big Seth. These big artists were coming in with Drew Deasy. Fiji put the stamp on you. Finn was like, hey, I just did this song with this kid. Mm -hmm. Put it on me, came on my... And that's when I felt that it was like the Eddie Dino moment. After that after that song had come out on, on SoundCloud and it was doing numbers, that's when I started getting hit back by people who never responded. And, yeah. You know, and it, it was kind of like on... And I'm never going to throw shade at anybody. Absolutely. None of that. But, like, but it you know, happens that way, bro. But it happens that way, you know? <laughs> and, and people started reaching out. They're like, yo, like, you wrote you wrote your yeah. verses? Like, I peeped the game in, the, in that pen. And I'm like, oh, I appreciate that. They're like, can you write something for me? And I'm like... You're like, you got oh. three of them in email from a couple months ago that I sent you. <laughs> a couple of years ago, bro. You know what I'm saying? But, like, I'm starting to get in studio sessions yeah. with people who I'm like, yo, like, I pay to come and see you perform. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? And I'm sitting with people and, like... Even like just randomly, I'm sitting in the studio with Spawn Breezy, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And like, and I'm working on this song that has nothing to do with like anything that he's put out before. Yeah. And he's just like, oh, I want to be on that. And I'm like, that, my song? Yeah, he's yeah. like, yeah, bro, like that, that sounds dope. Let me get on that. And I'm like, I'm just getting put into these places, you know, and like manifest destiny or, you know, God's divine, timing for divine sure. appointment, yes. you know what I mean? However you call it, like. Things are just lining up in a way where I'm yeah. meeting people at the right time, and I'm like, "Yo, this is this is what I'm gonna do for the rest of my life." Because I remember we went on Polytape tour, mm -hmm. and uh, it, I was the host for it, and it was you, Drew, mm -hmm. Finn, and everybody that was around that time in Utah, all mm -hmm. the show, all the places, Alaska, it was so and it was crazy because I still at that time was telling people this guy has barely scratched the surface, <laughs> and I remember I always joke around with with Fiji, and I was like, "Dude, Eddie's the truth." You know, and I, and I said, is that his real name? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I kept asking people, I was like, dude, whatever it was, because you kept sending me music and I was playing it. Whatever you sent me, whatever you had you on did. YouTube, SoundCloud, I would Facts. play it. Facts. And it, I'd be, I don't care if I was the first or second one. I was like, bro, I'm going to play this because I would listen to it. And I was a fan, instant fan, because we kind of had the similar vibe to it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, dude, this, his music has a vibe to it that people like, you know, it, it was cool off the poly tape, but what you were sending me were things that were different. Mm -hmm. And when you say like Spawn Breezy want to jump, I think they've seen the same thing in you as well, where they say, oh, shit, let me get on that too as yeah. well. But when, when you have people like Finn, Feige, everybody that's sitting there, and now that you are in this position, now it's kind of, okay, we did the polytape thing, we did the polytape tour. What was next for you at that point? Bro, like, there, there, was, a, there was a moment after all of that where I, I had just like internally had fallen off from wanting to make any type of music. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the only reason why I really was still pushing with the music was all the people around me were just kind of seeing the momentum building. And they were like saying, this is, 
this is how it should go. Yeah. And this is, you know, and every part of me was like, I don't want to let them down. Yeah. You know what I mean? And going back to that, what you what you were talking about in the music that might be different, for me, there's there's an advantage that Islanders have. And I like to call it a superpower yeah. that, that separates us from everybody else. And I think it's just because of culture, because of our people, because yeah. of how we're built. We're such a tribal people. Yeah. Um, Prideful. Yeah. And our, 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 I think our superpower is empathy, bro. Yeah. Like, we're, we're able to take every emotion that we're feeling, regardless of if we're Gift singing. and a curse, though. Yeah. Gift and a curse are the same, the same turn. Absolutely. Because when you think of into that aspect of mm -hmm. it... Um, when you said that you you just didn't want to do music anymore, yeah. what was there a point in your life that you said, ah, oh, maybe you was questioning doing music? It, it wasn't necessarily questioning doing music. It's it's because the where I draw from with yeah. music is is my life my life energy. You know yeah. what I mean? So I had been spent, and I'm like, man, I honestly like I didn't want to live. Yeah, you know what I mean? And I got into a place where I was just like, none of this makes sense to yeah. me. None of this matters to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? So why am I going to make music just because people are over here like, man, you're starting to get big. Yeah. Your name is starting to get recognition. I'm well, like, the pressure's the pressure's bigger at that yeah. point. Now that you have this notoriety, mm -hmm. now these people are starting to notice who you are, there's a lot of pressure that comes with that. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad you brought that up because I think people go through that that don't want to show it. Like we talk about our Polynesian people. Mm -hmm. We're prideful people. Mm -hmm. We don't want to show the weakness that right. we go through. Right. We don't want to show the dark times mm -hmm. that we go through. And I'm glad you brought that up because... This kid that's going through it right now watching this podcast is going through the same thing you're going through mm -hmm. and seeing your story. Mm -hmm. And that's why I bring you guys in to tell you guys' story because nobody would have known that. Mm -hmm. uh, good friend JP from The Green, he talked about his dark times. Mm -hmm. And I think these these times have to be talked about because without those times, there is no shine. Right. And mm -hmm. because the shine is coming because you were in those times. Mm -hmm. So when you were coming out of that, what brought you out of that? I think it's just the perpetual state of like really learning myself, to yeah. be honest. Like, cause if we talk about mental health all the time and making people aware of it, I think people are aware of, about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think people are aware about of, of mental health, but we're just not being equipped with the tools yeah. necessarily to tackle them. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And to and to go after these these different issues that we deal with. And mine is anxiety and depression and like. I, I can't control when it comes. It's taboo in, in Polynesian culture as well, too. Yeah. To talk about it freely. Um, when people are, you know, I go through a depression. Sure? I go through a dark <laughs> time. And it's like, not frowned upon, but we act like it's frowned upon. The if we is, show that. Man, you know what like, I mean? If we want to talk about it, like, the thing is, people, the, the reason why it's so taboo is because most people equate having depression and anxiety with weakness. Absolutely. You know Come on, I mean? say that again. And and they try to say like, yo, you just you got to buck up, bro. Yeah. Like you, you like you know what I'm saying? Man I, up. Yeah, I've been depressed <laughs> for 40 years and yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm like that's not a good thing, yeah, bro. Like exactly. that's nothing to be proud of. I've been depressed for 40 years and I'm yeah. still fighting through it. I'm like, man, address some of those issues. A lot of the problems that that, that happen in the island community stem from un unprocessed Absolutely. trauma. You know what I mean? Unaddressed issues with their mental health. And I'm just like, man, you know, me and my family, we have grown so much yeah. just from learning more about ourselves internally and using that to communicate better yes. and effectively with each other. You know Say the mean? communication again, because I don't think nowadays the communication is there as openly as it could be right. and it should be. Right. And I think it's the older parts of the, of the family that say, oh, no, oh, he's, he's just weak. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that you, you're coming into where you can have open discussion at homes now. Mm. You can have these discussions with uncles and fathers and maybe that, that wasn't approving of those at first. But now we're in a different world where, you know, you have podcasts that you can watch. You have, mm. you know, literature that you can read. You have little messages. Like I always say, I put my morning message up every morning on right. my Instagram. Right. It's not to show anybody, you know, oh, you can do this. It's that what I need. 
need. Come on. It's something that I need to get Come me on. through my day. I'm not doing it, oh, because I want to get likes. I want to get this. I do it every morning because that's going to set the tone of my day. Come on. We didn't have that back in the day. Nope. Now that we have the open free range of doing that, now every day I don't miss a I don't miss a morning message, mm -hmm. and it's crazy how many Polynesians mm -hmm. are in my DM say, "Dude, you don't know how much Come that meant on. to me." Come on. And I'm like, "Dude, and it's nothing that I did to get that reaction. Mm -hmm. I did that because I did that for myself." See, and here's the thing, like before, you know what I mean? Years ago, had you been still doing that, the words on there would have been like, "Look at this dude, exactly, look at this sucker." Oh, I've got, yeah. got those. Come I've got on, those. Look bro. at this soft dude. I've seen the DMs. I've seen. Dude, what you going through? You, you trying uh, to kill yourself? Come on, bro. Like, and the more you buy into that mm -hmm. apparatus of it, it's like kind of like, no, I'm not doing it for y'all either. Yeah. I'm doing it because when somebody comes up to me at a show, it's like, bro, you'd be surprised. You stopped me from killing myself. And I'm talking about young poly dudes. Like, they look like hard gangsters too, and they I pull me to that, the side. Bro. I love that. They're like, hey, let me talk to you real quick. And I'm thinking yeah. they want to fight, you know, because yeah. that's our first. Yeah. I'm like, what's up? Hey, you pulled me through a dark place, and I'm uh -huh. like. It's crazy, bro. Mm -hmm. You think me and you could take a picture? I'm like, bro, it's crazy how we've grown in that aspect mm -hmm. where these small-minded people that mm -hmm. are still out there today absolutely, look at these instances and can't relate because they're so the bravado of them is so like huge. Come on. That's why you bringing that up now, that's why I bring people like you guys Come on the stove. Not to talk about the accolades, mm -hmm. to talk about what it took to get to the place where you guys are at now. But speaking on that, we, we, we got to fast forward into what your music... You, now you're coming back. Was that Eddie Dino at the time when you were in a dark place? I said, okay, let me kind of get rid of that and go back into my own. Or how did Man. that come about? So, like, there, it, was a, it was a long, long season with that, right? Yeah. Funny I say season, but... It was a long season of just trying to, like, just being lost in who I was. Like, yeah. And I went with emotions, and I just went along with, like, putting out songs. And you know what I mean? I even put out a whole project, and I even got went on tour with Jay Boog. Yeah. All these crazy things that I'm like, all of this should be fulfilling my yes. life energy. And it wasn't. You know what I mean? And it wasn't. Yeah. And I enjoyed every single one, but like I would leave from there more depleted than I did. You know what yeah. I mean? Then I felt life and I was like, what, what is going on? And I'm like, that's not me. Yeah. I'm not Eddie Dino. This is this alias that I had created for myself to, to be larger than life. To hide me. behind. Yeah. To without, hide behind. Yeah, without hide behind. And like, and who I am is, and, and Eddie Dino was fake humble. Yeah. Fake humble. Yes. You know, he was for the lights humble. For the light. Come yeah. on, bro. <laughs> and, and I was moving in an energy and in a way that was just like, yo, like, I'm great. You know what I'm saying? Because you can get lost in that. Yeah. I'm yeah. great, but like, I'm, but like, I don't have to put it out there. Exactly. Like that. And I and I would I would look back on those days and I'm like, man, who did I think I was trying to play? Like, who did I Come think on, I was man. fooling, bro? Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? And and the only person I was fooling was myself. Absolutely. And I had bro, it, it got to the point where I had a number one hit in Hawaii. Yeah. Shout out to Big Koa. Yeah, shout and, out Big Koa, man. Bro, That's family. That man was spinning my record like crazy. And yeah. all the entire island kept caught on. You know what I mean? Fiji did the alley oop on that one and just went crazy. Yeah. And like I got nominated for, you know what I mean, Co collaboration of the year for yep. iHeartRadio Awards. Yep. And right when I got nominated, all of it just came and, and crashed. Yeah. You know what I mean? There was some legal stuff that happened with other things that yeah. I can't talk about, but all of that had crashed and I was like, man. I'm getting nominated for an award for this place that I told myself two years ago or when it started that I would be at. Yeah. But I don't want anything to do with it. Come on. And I couldn't bring it in myself to 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 ask Koa to to take my name down. Off of, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because like, how do you who, go about doing it? Who am I yeah. To, yeah. to say that? You know what I mean? I don't just, come on, man. Like, yeah. I, that, that is a privilege. You know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. Um, and I fell off the face of the planet. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? And I and I said I was disgusted with myself every time I would just see my name and I'd be yeah. like, yo, that is not who I am. And oh, trust me, because I was looking for you. <laughs> trust me, I was looking for you. Because I was Bro. like, where the hell? Because I, I remember talking to CLC. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what happened to Eddie? Where's Eddie? He was like, I don't know. Nobody's really heard from him. Yeah. And this is after you guys did the book tour. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I was just like, okay. And I, my, me and myself said, maybe he's dealing with something. Mm -hmm. And I kind of said, you know, let me just leave it alone. But I always played it on the you show. You reached out. I, I said, you know what? Yeah. Whatever you got going on, let me know. Because yeah. what you got going on. And then Etu came about. Bro, the moment I like, you know what it was? The pandemic. Yeah. The pandemic happened and I was forced to sit with myself. Yeah. I was forced to sit with myself in a way that I was, I was just like, yo. Who are you? What are you doing? And there were some dark nights yeah. during the pandemic, you know, because you're just by yourself or if you're with people, you're stuck with them. For you the had no choice yeah. at that point. Yeah. You know, and I wasn't in the, you know, shout out to Utah. Y'all was like down <laughs> for like three weeks and then y'all got right back hey, up. Hey, it was the reflection yeah. period for everybody. But in Cali, you know, we was down for like months. Yes. You know yes. what I mean? Um, and I was like, man, I am not Eddie Dino. That is not who I am. Yeah. I, I'm a kid from the islands, yeah. you know what I mean? And and my name is Etwate. And you know what I mean? If that's the name that, that's good enough for my parents, my parents gave me that name, it's good enough for me. Yeah. You got you back to I mean? the roots. Yeah, yeah, bro. And I'm like, and I started really digging through the, the false humility. Yeah. And I started digging through like this 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 air of like everybody seeing me as Eddie Dino and mm -hmm. be like, man, you next up, you next yeah. up. And I felt, I fed into that. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I am next up. But to them, I would be like, nah, man, like, nah, yeah. that's good. Like, no, that's not who I am. I am great. Yeah. There is power in me. There is so much, like, I'm a star. Yeah. You know what I mean? But but I can't I can't walk in the shoes of, of having false humility. I have to carry that in how I walk. Because there's a way to do it. There's yeah. a way to present that. Yeah. Without being cocky, without being conceited. Because in this world, we live in the social media world, you got to be real careful on mm -hmm. how you carry that out. Yeah. Because that whole thing is that there's a way to do it, but there's a way not to do it as well. And you can get lost real easily Come in on. this social media world. So you had to tiptoe around it. Bro, like, and for me, I'm like, it's not about being greater than anybody else. Mm -hmm. It's being greater than myself. Yourself, yes. Like, you know, and um, like, there's there's this thing in me that I, that, that that's been sitting with me for a while now. And I'm going to be starting up, like, just my clothing brand and all that. Yeah. But it's Evie in Tongan. Okay. You know, it's energy, it's strength, you yeah. know, finding finding the strength within yourself, but it's spelled out one V one. Okay. You know, and, and the, the entire thought process behind that is just like, yo, my, my greatest battle is against myself. Yes. And when I walk around saying I'm the GOAT, I'm, I'm not saying that to belittle anybody yeah. else. I'm not saying that to say to that myself. Anybody, yeah. I'm yeah. like, this is what I like, just like what you need the morning message for. Yes. Every morning, this is what I need absolutely you know, to move the way that I move. You yes. know what I mean? And like I, I stepped into this new season of like, Ethu is my name. I'm gonna go by Ethu, yeah, and, and that's gonna be my artist name. And people are gonna be forced to say that. But how did how that come about? Like coming out of the pandemic, right? It kind of just be like, okay, we're putting Eddie Dino to sleep and we're bringing Ethu to the mm -hmm. forefront. Yeah. But you still have those that are still Eddie Dino fans mm -hmm. yeah. that are still not not buying into the Etu yet yeah. because they haven't really, you know, oh, they got used to that. Because yeah. I always mess around. I play this up. Artists formerly known as Eddie Dino. Come you know, on. just like how Prince Come did on. that. Hell yeah. But then you didn't want to kind of just kill it off mm -hmm. as something that wasn't part of your growth. Mm -hmm. Eddie Dino is still part of the story. Absolutely. Now this next chapter is the Etu chapter. Absolutely. And that's why when I had seen that and I seen you getting into the creative process, sending me a song, I was like, Etu, what, what's this? <laughs> we really didn't get a chance to sit down and talk about with the transition. Yeah. But I kind of said, okay, he must not want this Eddie Dino moniker mm -hmm. anymore. This is the next, the next step. 
I am not ashamed of yeah. anything that, you know, of who I was before because, you know, without your past, you know what I mean? You're yeah. Moving on to to the future, you know what I mean? If you if you if you don't acknowledge your past, you're bound to repeat it, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And and all of that, all the music, everything that I created, all the relationships that I made are so beautiful to yeah. me because it's a chapter in my life. Yeah. But it's a new season. It's part of the story. It's at the yeah, season. It's Come on. Season, baby, you know what I'm saying? And like and people are like, man, like what what is this like why why are you so adamant about like pushing pushing everything about yeah. Ethu season and I'm like I I feel life in my artistry for the first time yeah. like the entire time I was Eddie Dino I was going through the motions and doing what I was supposed to do yeah. for the first time I have pride in my work yeah I have pride in who I am as an yeah. artist and as a musician as you an had island some substance kid. behind it yeah, yeah you know so it was just yeah, it's been crazy, bro. And what's been crazy about that, the birth of Ethu is here. Mm -hmm. The divine timing and the divine intervention, call it what you want to. We get into this Twitch thing. Come on, bro. T-Pain has this contest of, you know, just kind of like, you know, seeing what new artists are out there, mm -hmm. new producers. Mm -hmm. I kind of came onto this a little bit later into the whole session. Right. And I was like, oh, um, they said, oh, Ethu's doing this thing with, with T-Pain. Mm -hmm. And you had hit me a few times, so I went on and watched it. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. crazy because he had some artists that... I'm talking about top artists on, from across the world. Come on. Join his Twitch, submit a song, and, and they would critique it. They would mm -hmm. go through it. And, you know, T-Pain, he's been through the ringer. He, he knows what he's talking about. Come on, when I had seen him go and talk about you and everyone everyone from around the world, because Twitch is a worldwide platform, mm -hmm. when he was just talking about, dude, he said exactly what I said. T-Pain, you <laughs> took it from me, brother. Because he said, this dude's different. Mm -hmm. He said, there's something about, he goes, there's something you guys ain't hearing that I'm hearing. I remember T-Pain saying that, like it, like it was clear as day. He said, I'm hearing something. He goes, ooh, did you hear that? And then nobody in the other room heard it. But it was like <laughs> something that you dropped in the beat or something, mm -hmm. or a riff that you had did. He was like, oh, you guys didn't hear that. Because mm -hmm. that was to a, a trained ear. And that right there had to be, come on, the timing for Etu on that, tell us how that whole thing even came about. Bro, like, I, I was just, I was on Instagram, I think I was, and oh, I was on Twitter. Yeah. And somebody had tweeted out that they submitted the song um, to 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 this competition, yeah. And I was like, let me tap into this competition and see what's going on here. And I'm like, oh, we're gonna shine somebody to Nappy Boy Entertainment, yeah. And I'm like, for real? Yeah. All I gotta do is submit a song, exactly. You know I mean? And for me, I'm just like not thinking anything of it. I didn't even know if I was gonna get chosen. I just had jokingly. Well, that um, yeah, you got a backpack of songs too. You got a backpack <laughs> of songs ready. So you was like, which one? Take your pick. Man, <laughs> here's the thing for me, right? Like, I can say it now. Like I. I'm about to be signed, like, officially to Nappy Boy Entertainment. You know what I mean? Spoilers. Come on. Spoiler alert. I won the competition. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. And um, we here, Nappy Boy, baby. Nappy Boy, <laughs> Nappy Boy Island Boy collaboration. I was going to open with that when we came up. I was like, nah, let, let's get into the story yeah. because it's going to mean that much more. But walking into that, I had no no plans yeah. whatsoever of just That's like, the beauty of it. Yeah. And I'm just like, man, I... If all I gotta do is submit a song, like what hurts? You know yeah. what I mean? I, I had tweeted, uh, I had put on the Twitch. I was like, just give me a chance, you won't regret it. Yeah. Right. And somebody took a screenshot of that and tagged me in it today. Yeah. They were like, hey, remember this? You know what <laughs> I mean? They're like, we did, definitely didn't regret it. And I'm just like, oh shoot, this yeah. is crazy. The timing of all that is crazy because like, that's when I'm full force, like really diving into. I just had released my first project. Yep. Spring Break. You know what I mean? Stream it all on platforms. Come on, get that. And, That's and, that heat, bro. And I'm just like, you know what? I got some new stuff that I'm working on. 
let me just go ahead and uh, uh, submit one of those songs. That you had already have done. Yeah. Before this was even known to be a competition, mm -hmm. you had this EP already ready to release. Man. And you were just kind of sending them songs mm -hmm. from that EP. No. What? It was from another one? This this song, Obsession, that I submitted yes. was not, like, I just that finished That Obsession song, boy. I just submitted that song. Yeah. I just finished making that song, and it was a demo that I sent in. And I was like, man, I don't know. I'm gonna, they going to listen to it and see if they like it or yeah. not. Um, and he listened to it, and I almost didn't make it. Like, yeah. He listened to it, he was like, okay, there's something there. You know, it, it might be missing a few things here and there, but there's something there. Yeah. And he, he put it through. And from there, I was just like, oh, shoot. I kept getting chosen for the next round, chosen yeah. for the next round, up until the 16 rounds. Yeah. And finally, I was like, oh, shoot, I'm actually in this thing. You know what I mean? So, you in the sweet 16, baby. Every single round, I made a new song. Yeah. Every single round, I was like... Did that motivate you at that point to say, okay, let me show them what I, what I can bro, do? Bro, I, I said, this is an opportunity of a lifetime. Come on. And T-Pain, to me, I don't care what anybody says, he's one of the goats. For yeah, me. come on. I mean? Talk about consistency, yes. talking about falling off and talk coming back. Catalog, talk about catalog, too. Talk about catalog, bro. At one point, everybody needed a T-Pain feature. There was a T-Pain era. Era. Where you couldn't go on the radio, you couldn't look at music videos without a T-Pain song there. Drake had an era, Lil Wayne had an yes. era, T-Pain had an era. You see that company right but there? But then you crazy. also see how quick everyone turned on T-Pain when the killing of the auto-tune uh. came out. And it's crazy. It shows you how this industry and shows you how this society is mm -hmm. because they put them up against the cross at that point. Jay-Z said kill auto-tune. Kanye Come West said kill auto-tune. All of a sudden T-Pain was the bad guy. <laughs> That's why when he came back, it was like, oh, y'all thought it was just out of tune. Watch this. Mm -hmm. And started singing Killed out of his thing. Come on, man. Killed him, bro. Did the Tiny Desk concert. I was like, come, come on, on, man. I, I was a fan of T-Pain then, and mm -hmm. I'm a fan of T-Pain now. But when you kind of tie you into this whole thing, I'm like, wait a minute. Etu can be a nappy boy artist? Here's the thing, right? There's, there's a comment that T-Pain made that, um, that really pushed me to want to be on Nappy Boy. Yeah. And it was the first round of the 16. Right, and and there's a dude on there, man. I'm forgetting his name. I'm so sorry, bro. Yeah. He he had a song called uh, Wu Tang and Wakanda. Yeah. And and when when they when he showed his video to introduce himself, dude was a bigger guy. He yeah. looked a little older. He had some glasses on, and you know he just there was a look about him that that just like oh does he even make music? Yeah, exactly. And people were commenting that in the Twitch, and Payne was like, look, age and none of that matters yeah. when you listen to the talent. Come on. Come on. And that's when I knew. I was like, I'm fighting for this yeah. spot. If there's somebody out there who, who can see that. Yeah. Because I'm a person who struggles with my image. Yeah. Like, not on a way where I'm, like, insecure about yeah. it. On a way where I'm like, nah, sometimes I wake up and I don't even want to look myself in the mirror. It's almost like the mass Singer. Yeah. Like, you have to hear the talent mm -hmm. instead of seeing the visuals. Yeah. And that's why I kind of like the show mass Singer because you see the voice. Come on. And then you kind of make your perceptions of everything after they take the mask off. Come on. Where it's kind of like... That like you haven't struggling with that the image part of it because in this day and age image is everything. Come on. Whether you got to have a six pack, where you got to have jewels and all this stuff <laughs> going on, right. where you're just kind of like, look, I just want to make music. Mm -hmm. Where it's like, oh no, you don't have the look. Mm -hmm. Where you could, would have an A and R back in the day, say, oh, you don't got the total package. Now, when you have shows like T Pain did, yeah. when you have that, where it's like, hey, listen to the music, mm -hmm. listen to the producing Come of on. this. That kind of just kind of opened everybody's eyes and say, it's Etu season, baby. Like you mentioned earlier when you said that he would hear little things. Yeah. Like, like me as a producer, when I would put in little little nuggets, yeah. and I would sneak them in there and see if they can sneak past them. Knowing. And I would see his face. And like <laughs> I'd see his small little slight, because he didn't give away. Yeah. Like my dude was like super pressed about not wanting to give away yes. too much of his reaction. But like when you see his face kind of twitch a little mm -hmm. or his eyebrows raise, I was like, he noticed. Yeah. 
was cool. And you notice him noticing yeah, it. Yeah, you yeah. Know, game recognized game. Yeah, and that, absolutely. That's one of the top in the game, and I'm trying yeah. to emulate that. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it was it was a crazy time. Come on, man. But you had the support of people that were Eddie Dino fans. Bro. Now transitioning to Etu, saying, look, we want you to win this thing. I actually went in there and was like, hey, it's Etu season, you know, in, in the comments, because that's what they were looking for. But like I said, you being a nappy boy artist mm -hmm. now, um, how does that change for you in your creative process, or does it even change? I just want to say, uh, before any of that, just how much I appreciate the island community. Yeah. Because they show up. They show I up. was just telling Travis yeah. about this community, Come man. On, bro. If they're going to follow you, they're going to follow you tooth and nail. And they gonna, they may talk shit, but they're going to still <laughs> gonna follow you. They're going to be your you. worst critics <laughs> and your biggest supporters. You know Absolutely, in a nutshell. And for me, I'm just like, man, they showed up tough. And and the entire time I was going through the competition, I was like, you know, there were some heavy hitters in there. Yeah. Shout out shout out to Blue. Shout out to Nando STL. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like killers. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And they have support. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, man, the island industry showed up and we won the competition by 0.8% yes. of the vote. It was a close one. 0.8% of the vote. And, and T-Pain had also had, had mentioned that. But T-Pain also mentioned that it was the, the, the support. Mm -hmm. The support of the island community to support. Because in everyone backing whoever they was backing at that point, you always want to root for your own. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Whether you like them or not. Mm -hmm. it's like, you know what? That's part of it. He's, he's island. Let me go, mm -hmm. we're gonna go root for him. And I think T-Pain did that. And it, it being so close shows you that in so many different demographics, right. you had the Latinos, the blacks, the whites, and the islands all pulling for their dude. Come on. You know what I mean? Yeah. And just to, get, just to kind of squeak it out by point eight, yeah. kind of just said, okay, here's the opportunity. Mm -hmm. What you going to do with it? That's Back to your question, what does this change for me? Um, I, I have made it adamantly clear how much I want the island industry to be a part yeah. of, of whatever I do. Yeah. You know what I mean? And... Payne and his team has just been, we've been going back and forth and it's just like, whatever, man, like your artistry is you and Nappy yeah. Boy is going to stand behind you. And for me, I'm like, man, this is, this is what I've always wanted. Yeah. I've always wanted to be in a position where I can help whoever I need to in the island industry. Yeah, absolutely. Like, bro, like we have so much untapped potential yeah. and like, you know, people look into our media, people look into who we are as as writers, as artists, and they're like, man, there's something so different yes. about them. And I'm Absolutely. like, you think I'm dope? Wait till you hear the 50 people I got for Come you on. next. You know what I mean? The people Come on. behind me. You're like, I'm, yeah. I'm not the only one. You know yeah. what I mean? You know what I mean? I'm the only actor, but you know, I'm not the only one that's out here really doing it. Because they put you in that position mm -hmm. to help others. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say everybody. Mm -hmm. If someone else that didn't have this upbringing that you had, that had this you know, inclination with Eddie Dino and this whole, you know, the whole story, mm. they might have took it and ran with it and not looked back Come the way on. you look back at it. Come on. And that's why it's a blessing also for you to have this position because that's what your end game is for that, is to help Man. other artists. And I don't think a lot of people see that. They want to just see, oh, oh, Ethu's on Nappy Boy. There's more to it than that. Come on. There's more to it than that. And that, that's why I'm glad you came in to tell your story because I already know T-Pain was already talking about Samoans in his songs before he even came. He was talking about Polynesians Come in on. general. Come so on. he knew what we came with. But I'm saying, what is what can you do on this Nappy Boy project that you're working on now oh that's going to have everybody God. like, man? Here's the thing. like, People are people are looking for me to, to go full mainstream. And I'm like, yeah, like that, that, that could be cool. Or I could bring the mainstream to the island. Industry. Or... 
Yeah. Tell them. Come on, bro. Like, <laughs> here's my thing. Like, yo, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just speak it and manifest it into existence yes. now. I want, I want to hear Kelani on the island reggae track. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I want to hear Akon. On Come some, on. You know what I mean? Like, this is, this is stuff where I'm just like. I'm dreaming, dreaming of a world where the access that is now given yeah. and the support that is now given, they kind of collide with the, the world that I've already been in. Yeah. You know, and I, I could look at the last 10 years and say, I didn't do as much as I wanted to. Yeah. Or I can look at the last 10 years and say, this was preparation for this point in my life. For what life. you're about to do. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and, and all of it has just been part of this tapestry that has been woven out. Yeah. And, you know, I have just been written out for my life. And I'm like, you know what? The next step in my life is just to be grateful for my position and leverage it for our people. Yeah. You know what I mean? And leverage it for, man, like 20 years from now, 30 years from now, the impact that Feige had starting out Come from on. his first album up Come to on. now. Like he has built the yeah. found, the, the, all right, not just him, like not taking credit from anybody yeah. else who contributed. Obviously, that is unspoken. Yes. But for me, he's one of my mentors. You yeah. know what I mean? So I have to say it. He helped lay the foundation for that. It's up to us now to start building the rest of this yeah. house. And a lot of people are too stuck building up their rooms and making it look nice and pretty while the rest of the house is so empty. They're taking the bricks that are there that Come should on. be built a certain way, and they're building their own little phone booth Come on. to kind of just worry about themselves. Like, and that's to each his own. Everyone's mm. going to have the way they was brought up and the way they was, how their upbringing was. But mm. like you said, it goes back to the Born and Raised albums. It goes back to the Hear Me Wars. It goes back to all these albums that we, you know, as Polynesian kids kind of like go for. That's why in the beginning when Big Body Radio came about, Everyone was like, oh, it's a poly station. Mm -hmm. I never coined it as a poly station. Come Even on. this podcast today, mm -hmm. I don't coin it as a poly podcast. It's not. I let them do it. Come on. I let them do it. Yeah, I may be some more and you may be talking, but it, I let them do that mm -hmm. part of it. I'm just doing what I know how to do. And bringing you artists on here to, to, to tell your story. Come on. It doesn't have to be, oh, that's just the Polynesian mm -hmm. podcast. No, these are stories that need to be told. That's, and that's what, that's, this is the thing, right? We like to uh, pigeonhole ourselves into yes. these like, small little um, niche markets yeah mm -hmm. markets where we feel like this is all that we have yeah and 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 my idea behind it is like no you want me to go mainstream i want to expand the island industry yes we have island r&b artists yeah my boy timo who's outside he's an island country shout artist. out timo country um, artist island country island country come on timo. island r&b langiola son my other yeah. artist bro like these emg is coming out with like and the thing is we're taking this and we're proud of it yeah people people are so like no, you're an island reggae artist, you know what I mean? You're not a real reggae artist. Come on. I'm like, Say it again, Anthony. Come on. Be proud For those, of Especially those island reggae artists that are in the game right now yeah. that feeds into that exact thing that you just said. Come oh, on. you got to be an island reggae artist. No, you don't. Yeah. You don't. You got to be an artist that happens to be an islander. You know man, I mean? like, for me, I'm just like, bro, like what we do with music is so different and so yeah. great. The harmonies that we put into it, the feeling that we put into it's it. It's already built it in. It makes us, it's us. Yeah. You know what I mean? So for me, I'm like, man, I'm going to be an island pop artist. I'm yeah. Be a, you know, all of it is just like, it's part of who I am and it's engraved. You yeah. know what I mean? It's part of my tapestry. And it's crazy because we talk about this, um, Justin Bieber having, let's do it again, one of his favorite songs. Tyre uh, Fiji writing for Tyrese. Come like on. there's little hidden gems in there Come that on. people don't know that, you know, I just had Rich and Tony here with Michael Jackson. We're talking about the epitome of Michael Jackson, legendary. Madonna. Legendary. Legendary. That on. people don't know. That's why I love what we do here mm -hmm. is because they're going to know. Come on. Somehow, some way, you're going to see how this takes into it takes into place. You being on Nappy World Records, mm -hmm. you having your vision already that I'm already seeing and you telling me right now mm -hmm. is definitely, you're already 10 steps ahead of the game, bro. 
because people would have took this opportunity that, you know, I, I've been in the game for a long, they would have dropped the ball. Mm. They would have fumbled it, and they would have turned off T-Pain to a fact, like, I don't really want to mess with dude mm. like that. But you opened it up to him, like, oh, oh you, you're really an artist artist. Mm. You, your upbringing and what you done told me, you really mm. want to do some things. Here's the thing, man, like, and with this entire opportunity, like, my, my goal is to not squander it, but my goal is also to realize the greatness that's there is not in what it can do for me. Absolutely. Come if, on, man. If, if, I, if I am able to set up our next Justin Bieber. Yes. Our next superstar, Ariana Grande. And they're out there. And, and the thing is, that's the crazy part. They're out there. Yep. And they're being told right now not to pursue this career because there's nothing for them nah. in it. Come on, man. If my niece wants to be an artist, she's going to have every single weapon at her disposal to be able to But if she wants battle. to be a pop artist, there's nothing wrong with exactly. that. Exactly. And that's what we have to kind of, especially with our kids coming up now, we can't keep beating them over the head where, oh, you're an island, you have to be an island reggae Come artist, on. something like that. We have to give them the tools mm -hmm. to be that mainstream artist, to be what they want to be. Let me take mm -hmm. that back. Be what they want to be, mm -hmm. not what they expect it to be. Come on. So that's why I said I'm glad you came in and told us that story because on, I was a fan of Eddie Dino. I'm a fan of Etu, and I've been pulling on, for you. And when I say Ryan Leslie, I, I say that in the highest regard. Oh, I've because been watching Ryan like, Leslie for years. Man. I appreciate that. That's the and highest. And Ryan compliment. Leslie, you know, now he's doing mute. Now he's doing business stuff. Now mm -hmm. he's like, oh, I'm cool. I'm done with the music. Mm -hmm. But everyone has that chapter. Yep. His chapter now is to do entrepreneurship. You know what I mean? Bro. Now your chapter is Etu season. Come on. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you this, man. Music is a segue for me. Yeah, and and like I'm, people are like, don't tell anybody your plans. You know what I'm saying? People are gonna hate on it. People are gonna whatever. I'm like, nah. My dream is to build the island film industry. Yeah, you know, we have a music industry where, you know, you get to, you can walk into it and make a living. Yeah, make an absolutely as an artist, as a musician. But there's more we, to it. We have islanders who are actors who are like, you know, like we have people who are so talented. Yeah. And I don't like to say that they're struggling, but yeah. people people in the industry are just like being pigeonholed into roles where like, oh, you're just going to play this. They're struggling to be you, noticed. Yeah. Not struggling as far as like how you would, exactly. would take it, but they're struggling to be noticed. Exactly. There's so much talent in our demographic, in our Polynesian, mm -hmm. you know, background that it has to be out there. Mm -hmm. It's just all about opportunities. For me, like I've, I've always wanted to be a, a director. Yeah. I've always wanted to make movies, make Come shows on. about the island experience yeah. in America. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's next. You know, and, and for me, like people, if we don't tell our story, somebody else is going to tell it for yeah. us. Right. And, and we don't want that. And I want to build a world where in the industry where we have actors who maybe, you know, maybe they don't go straight to Hollywood. Yeah. Maybe they come through us and we, we're able to put them in a place. Come on. Put them with agencies, put them in a place where they have like reels. They have and like do it the right way. Opportunities to yeah. act. You know, that's the that's the crazy part. Come opportunities on. are so far in between for yeah. actors. You know what I mean? And for me, who wants to tell stories about us, this is the perfect opportunity for me to be able to find people who want to do this, yeah. put them in position to succeed, and then like somebody else can, I'm not trying to hold anybody to myself. I'm just yeah. like, I want to have a platform where I can create, and if that helps other people, hell yeah. yeah. Come on, hell man. Hell yeah. You could tell you a pastor's son, because you want to help the people. <laughs> when you're not a pastor's son, you're like, fuck everybody, I'm going to do it for myself. Man, bro, like, <laughs> it, it frustrates me because I'm like, you only gain, you know what? Money, right? Yeah. I, I did a post about this. Every time I try to save money, like yeah. just put, pinch every single penny, 
I don't make any money. <laughs> the moment I start being like, all right, somebody needs money, give freely. You know what I mean? Spend on this. Like, you know, and, and, it comes and, back. and not being like stupid, yeah, with yeah, it, obviously, yeah. but like, you know, when people like are in need or you see a need somewhere, yeah. like just being being able to, to, to be open with it, like the blessings come back. And yeah. I just take that with everything that I have. I'm like, you know what? Whatever I receive, bro, I'm going to give it back and it's going to come back tenfold. Tenfold. And I believe that that's man. gospel right there. You know come on. I mean? You got to live by that. But before we get up out of here, Etu, okay. that kid right now that's in a dark place watching this podcast, what you got to say to him? Breathe. Yeah. Yeah. Breathe and just realize it's one day at a time, man. Like at the beginning of every song that I put out as Etu, I take a deep breath. Yeah. And that's because I'm just examining my life and examining where I am. I'm grateful for it. But I also understand that sometimes it's hard. Yeah. You know what I mean? And not trying to machismo through it, not trying to say... Oh, shoot. It's just, you know what I mean? I'm whatever. Like, embrace the hardness yes. of it. Embrace that and know, you know what? It's not always going to be. Yeah. What, what's, what's the saying? Tough times never last. Come on, tough man. Tough people last. Come you know on. I mean? Tough people last long. Look at one of my morning messages. You'll find it on there. Come on, bro. <laughs> That's exactly what When can is. they expect the Nappy Boy Project? Or are you just taking your time with this? Here's the thing, man. Like, uh, we're finalizing the deal right now. We're Ooh. going back and forth. Here's the, you know what? I just want to just give the biggest shout out to Nappy Boy because... The the first the first iteration of the contract yeah. that they sent me, there's a lot of things that I could have expected from it, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? And I was just like, all right, it might be like this, it might be like that. It's a first contract, yeah. you know what I mean? First draft. Yo, they have been so gracious with the, yeah. like everything that has been on there, written in there. I'm like, man, like there's not much I even need to change on this, yeah. you know what I mean? So once that gets done and it's finalized, Nappy, we're about to go full full on Nappy Boy at through season. Come on, Nappy man. Boy Island Boy. And I just want to say, coming up uh, soon, October 14th, my first tour starts. Come on, the first tour? My first ever tour as a headliner, baby. Come on, man. Etu season is a us. The Island Summer Tour, baby. Come out, see me, CRSB, and Mo Music in a city near you, baby. Come on, you heard it here first on the Western Conference Podcast. Etu season is here. Come so you on. guys better be prepared for that. I want to thank you, my brother. Give you your flowers whenever I can. Come on, because man. I'm telling you, man, you're a vessel. You're a vessel to help this next generation come up, brother. Thank you for for creating a platform for us. Yeah. But not just creating a platform, creating it with excellence. Come on. Every time you do something, bro, you always raise the standard on yourself, whether it's on Twitch and you I see the, every time I go on Twitch, <laughs> you have like this new look that I'm just like, bro, you Oh man, I gotta keep them going. Exactly, bro. <laughs> and and like it's just for me, like I'm also on this point of like everything I do, I need to do it with excellence. And yeah. you see the studio, you see the way it's set up, man. You got producers in here, like it's just like we can do this, y'all. Come on, man. We can do this, man. It's our time. Brother, come on, baby. Etu, I appreciate you. Thank you. EPA's very own, Thonga's very own, Big Body Cisco. Etu's here, Western Conference Podcast. We'll see you on the next one. Peace.